Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam McAlvey, who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. And Adam, we have kind of hit a milestone in the quote-unquote offseason because we've passed Thanksgiving and now we have the holidays and then uh, winter meetings and and then basically it's spring training. So it's almost like the season is here, but I won't scare you with that sentence because it scares me when I say it. Um, but before we get to the baseball conversation, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I had two. I had back-to-back family Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, so I had double the stuffing and mashed potatoes and, <laughs> and uh, pie. There was... Um, Did they roll you home? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I got. Uh, I made sure to get right back in the old gym over the weekend. <laughs> work it all off. I'm good. I'm ready to go. He's ready to rock. Okay. The Brewers are rocking right now because they just signed Eric Kratz to a one-year deal. And Adam, you, you've had the pleasure of covering him for much longer than me. I just had the chance to see him in the postseason, and it was pretty special. I feel like his personality is one of a kind, and he's kind of a guy yeah. that has just been under the radar for so long, played with so many different teams that it's kind of hard to find your place, but he, he found so much success this year, so he's got that one-year deal. He's still going to share time behind the plate with Manny Pena. Um, but like I said, just really shined in the postseason. So, you know, what does this mean for the Brewers? But let's also touch on the 12 players that are still eligible for arbitration. Um, and that deadline is coming up on Friday. Yeah, look, it's a long list. And they knew going into the season that this was going to be, this week was going to be a big milestone. Um, and, you know, often there's, there's a lot of negotiating that happens around arbitration eligible players before you get to the tender date. And then after the tender date comes eventually that date where they swap filing figures. And then after that, they continue to negotiate. So it's kind of a complex process. I think it's a little, sometimes a little bit hard for fans to follow. Uh, but look, this is good news for Eric Kratz. He's a, the Brewers were his 12th organization. They, they basically, plucked him from the Yankees AAA club when they needed a catcher in late May. And, um, you know, he's not Johnny Bench at the plate, but he had really big moments in the division series against the Rockies. And then you kind of touched on it, just his presence, his personality. I mean, he was a huge plus for that Brewers team as they came down the stretch. And it's, it's kind of a cool story. He's a guy, uh, you know, he'll be 39 next year. He was yeah. a non-roster guy going into last season. He's going to have, you know, those those arbitration contracts are non-guaranteed. So there's still a little uncertainty for these players. But still, he gets to go into camp on a big league deal. And I think that's a big deal for him. Um, and he, he is one of the most humble, um, interesting, allergic to cliche players that I've uh, had the pleasure to cover. And uh, it, it is a pretty cool thing that he'll be back. Now we'll see what they do with their catching. I mean, you meant Manny Pena is one of those arbitration guys. Um, they have uh, Jacob Nottingham, a catching prospect who got his first taste of the big leagues this past season. But, you know, he's sort of, you know, he's still searching for that foothold, trying to stay healthy, trying to be a productive player, a guy who's more of a bat than a defensive player. So there are some questions still on this catching core. And, and as David Stearns looks at, um, you know, where his roster stands and where he can improve it, Catcher's probably going to continue to be one of those areas where he'll be at least open-minded yeah. to move. So, we'll, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think the bottom line is um, it, it's a cool thing for Eric Kratz. And, and judging by the social media reaction, uh, there were a lot of happy people in Brewerland that, uh, <laughs> that he's going to be back. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, just his presence, but um, his his voice and his leadership, and his he's got you know he's quirky and he's yeah. he's funny and he's got he's got the right amount of um you know just personality that that you want in that clubhouse. So pretty cool for him. And like you said, they they still could be shopping around. I know JT Real Muto is a name that people have been throwing around for teams who are looking yeah. to bolster that catching position. How realistic is is it that he has there? I know we talked about this. We talked about this maybe what 3 weeks ago and I, I brought up the whole Yelich thing and you were like, "Well, he's not a free agent." So, but would have have those odds changed or has the interest changed at all with him? No, I mean, the only thing to me that's changed in JT Ramuto land is that the Braves signed Brian McCann. And that was one of the clubs yeah. that were, you know, they've been for a long time uh, looking at him and, and that's a club that's been linked to him for a while. So, you know, I, I assume that takes them out of it. Um, I guess anything's possible. You, you know, you never say never. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it's probably more likely. It, it, it all along, it's probably been more likely, and it will continue to be that they kind of piece it together like they did this season. And, and in you know, they were if you're productive enough at other positions, catcher is an area where if you have two guys that you really like receiving the ball, calling a game, helping along that pitching staff, which for the Brewers is in many cases young developing players. Um, controlling the running game. The, Kratz and Manny Pena did those things extremely well. And if you can get enough offense at other positions, that's the catcher is one spot where, you know, you can live with the bats of Manny Pena and Eric Kratz. And I think that's probably more likely what they'll do, but they're still going to need depth. Um, they, they lost some of their AAA depth. Jet Bandy was a guy that they really liked a couple of years ago and they traded away Martin Maldonado. That's probably a David Stearns trade that he'd like back. Uh, just didn't work out. Maldonado went on and won a, won a gold glove for the Angels. Now, Maldonado's one of the free agents out there, and there are some sort of secondary-type guys out there on the free agent market that the Brewers could look at and sort of increase their depth. So I, I they will definitely continue to add to that group, and then it's going to be up to Eric Kratz and Manny Pena to kind of hold the roles that they had at the end of last season. Another thing you wrote about, Adam, I really like this. Uh, it was your beat reporter's inbox. And everyone is always asking in the offseason about the big move. Yeah. What's the big move your team <laughs> is going to make? Because everybody's got these hungry eyes and no one's satisfied with these baby moves that teams make where in the end, sometimes they prove to be um, more more impactful than than those big time splashes. But listen, most of the Brewers team is returning, and with that comes their salaries. And you wrote about this. Listen, there's always opportunities to improve, but GM David Stern said, "quote It's going to be a different looking off season." Yeah. So, my friend, define different looking to me. Well, I think you know to expect uh, Kane and Yelich on the same day, the equivalent of that uh, in, in <laughs> 2019 is probably unlikely. But the thing that David Stearns has shown us in his three plus years is that he's always going to surprise you with something. He, he's made moves in each of these winters that you did not see on paper. I mean, think back, uh, Eric Thames, you know, signing Eric Thames to a three-year deal out of uh, the Korea baseball organization. That was not on my radar, Danny. I don't know if it was on, it was on yours. I think you know. It wasn't on mine. an office job. So he's, he's going to surprise us with something, and they will get creative at some point in this offseason. But I think what he has done and what that inbox, what my answer sort of was about is part of this since the end of the season has kind of been managing expectations for what fans should expect from this offseason. 
And look, that's logical because this was a team that got to within one victory of the World Series and lost three free agents, Wade Miley, Gio Gonzalez, and Curtis Granderson. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, this is not a team that – this is not two, the 2011 Brewers where Prince Fielder walked into free agency and the total look of the, the, of the team changed. This is a club that they could very easily bring it back completely intact and try to replicate what they did last season. The Cubs are, um, you know, still formidable. Um, other clubs in the division look to be, you know, the, the Cardinals are in a bit of a, a, a transition period where they're probably looking to make some big moves. We'll see mm-hmm. what the Pirates are. The Reds look ascendant, but with work to do. So there's, you know, the, the division still looks open. And if, if the Brewers return that club that won the division last year, there's no reason that they wouldn't be mentioned alongside the Cubs as, you know, the favorites to contend for that title again. So I, I think that's what, what the point was there is kind of manage the expectations. Um, they got real, the Brewers got flashy right ahead of spring training last year and just uh, where the payroll stands and what the roster looks like. It's just a lot more unlikely that they do something like that again this year. Okay. All right. So no one needs to go, you know, crying over unspilt milk. You know, they're just taking a different route, but they, they can still have the same end result. So I like that. Good job, Adam. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about is, are the wildfires that affected a lot of California. And Christian Yelich, Ryan Braun, uh, both of their communities impacted by those. And I know when Yelich won his um, MVP award, this was right in the middle of it all. And he actually had Ryan Braun with him there, Mike Moustakas, his friends, his family, um, which I thought I thought was so impressive that those guys came to support him. But Yelich was um, rocking a, an L.A. F, uh, FD hat, I believe. Um, yep, and, fire department. Yeah, the fire department. And I know that they've, they've also been making some contributions to just support their community and, and the people that they love love right yeah and look when ryan braun was up here the day before thanksgiving he always comes up to take part in a a food drive at miller park um he sort of told some more details about what those days were like for both of the for all three of those players including mike moustakas it was pretty harrowing um christian yelich is right on the water so his home was not as endangered as uh braun and moustakas who are a little more up in the hills and Mm -hmm. um ryan braun said two doors down a house burned uh, right two doors down from his home yeah. and his home suffered some uh, cosmetic damage on the outside and lots of smoke damage inside. And it was, you know, it was load up the car and go. And he left behind, you know, a lot of mementos that he eventually went back. This was a very scary situation for those guys. And they are well aware of how terrible it, it was and has been for some of the people who basically mm-hmm. lost everything. So they, you know, Yelich talked about this um, on the MVP day that they were working on some things. Well, that that came to fruition, and they they teamed up with the YMCA because they they had that foundation, that organizational foundation to fundraise and get things moving quickly. And they've been doing a lot of fundraising. So I think the best way for people to find that is to go on Christian Yelich's social media. He's got Twitter and Instagram, um, Mike Mustakas as well, and those guys have put out links to where you can uh, learn about what they're doing. You can make donations through the YMCA. Those They've got California t-shirts. It t-shirts, looks like Ron wore one up to, it was about 20 degrees at in Milwaukee. And he <laughs> would look like a fashionable <laughs> jacket, but didn't look very warm. Uh, but you know, he was do- showing off the t-shirt and doing a bunch of media. 
So look, it's a it's a holiday gift. If people want to get a, a holiday gift and do something good at the same time, yeah, that's available. So you know, kudos to those guys because it's um, a lot of players talk about the the one of the best things about being in the position they're in is that you can help. Um, all those guys at some point in their lives had someone help them, whether it's uh, you know something like we're talking about where a family goes through tragedy or whether it's just a coach helping them in terms of their baseball career. Everybody needs people to help lift them up to get to the level where these guys get to in the major leagues. And then the best part when you get there is to be able to do some big things to get back. And I've talked to many players over the years, Danny, you can have these big ideas. It's very challenging to pull it off. Um, and they were able to find a, a yeah. great organization, obviously the YMCA that ha- kind of had the, the, the bones of the organization together that they could just basically flip a switch and help as many people as possible. So I, I, I give them, um, credit for doing so. They've been all over Twitter and Instagram and all those things, promoting this, uh, making uh, contributions of their own. The Brewers got involved on Giving Tuesday and they doubled everybody's uh, contributions. So everybody's sort of pitching in to, to, to help as many people as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. If you just go to any of their pages, like you said, at Christian Yelich, you can find the link. It's in his bio. It's it's in his tweets. And the shirt, I mean, first of all, I'm not from California, but this shirt is is sweet. And it's a it's just a, a nice thing to do uh, to give back. Yeah, the other thing we should we should mention too, the other guy involved besides the players is um, Mike right. Atanasio, who's the son of the Brewers owner, and he is involved in the front office. But you know, that's cool for him as well you know his his dad obviously is the at the forefront of the organization but this is a chance for mike to to do something as well and they was told i was told it was an acquaintance of his that designed oh, that's the, cool the shirt that you're talking about so if you if people go on you know you'll see it all over yelich's instagram there's all kinds of pictures of those guys in those shirts and yes go check it out it's way more interesting than adam McCalvey with a beard on his face in his twitter photo <laughs> no one will make me i'm still pleading for this Pleading, pleading, uh, whatever. Someone needs to just do it. Jeez, just do it for me. It's almost my birthday. Somebody just give me the only gift I've ever wanted in my life. <laughs> awesome. Adam McCalvey, you are always a wealth of knowledge, and I appreciate it. And I really am grateful for you, my friend, and thankful for your time. Well, I am very thankful for you too, Danny. I love you, and I will talk to you next week, right? I can't wait. We have winter meetings coming up in Vegas in like a week and a half too. So things are rolling, my friends. If you need your Brewers fix, head to brewers.com. Don't forget Adam McCalvey on Twitter. And uh, we'll catch you next time.